Traveling north to south down US Highway 53, record collectors can make three stops to maintain their collections. The first stop is in Superior, Wisconsin, where owners Tom Underberger and Tom Johnson talk about Vinyl Cave. Underberger and Johnson, like other record collectors, started at a young age. Music has been a big part of my life ever since the Beatles and uh, all through the 60s, uh, growing up with a, the little 4x9 transistor radio on my ear till 1 in the morning listening to all the great songs. and uh, So being a musician and growing up with the music, just loving the music, uh, has kept my hand into it. When I was a kid, I collected records, but I wasn't really collecting them to be a collector. It was the only format available, and it was whatever I found cheap. And I got into instrumental, anything with guitar, when I was a kid. Dennis Coffey and the Detroit Guitar Band was my first one, first instrumental. Great guitar, uh, fun stuff. And we always had the, you know, everybody had Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass and uh, you know, that kind of thing. It was, this was mid-late 60s. Vinyl K began in 1999 when Underberger and Johnson bought the remains of Deleuze Young at Heart Records. Beginning with a collection of over 100,000 albums, they moved the collection to Superior. Underberger mentions why getting into the vinyl business was worth it. It, it was risky, but uh, Tom, my partner Tom, and I both love records and music in general. He's been a professional musician for many years, and uh, it didn't seem risky at the time because we knew we had a pretty good base clientele uh, people that knew we had good quality stuff and we're both fairly knowledgeable so you know they're not overpaying for something coming to vinyl cave takes people back into the past johnson and unterberger mentioned why searching for obscure records from the 60s and 70s makes the story unique keeping the stock up i mean we're we work hard at it uh, I mean, I've gone as far as Alabama to bring back a record collection, and that was 22,000 records. I mean, it was worth the run, um, and, and we have to do that. We have to stay into the the classic 60s vinyl, uh, 70s. Right now, 70s and 80s is the better stuff. They, they do sell, but not like they used to, so we have to try to stay current with the times, and it gets difficult. It's kind of a mini museum. We want them to come in and go back in time. At a time when music can be a click away, Unterberger mentions why vinyl records still have an audience in 2014. I think it's kind of a cool factor. It's, it's cool to spin vinyl. Uh, a lot of the kids that come in have been given turntables by their parents or their grandparents and, and took over the record collection for them. It's a lot more hands-on and interesting than MP3 or you know the various computer formats that are available. Uh, it's much more interesting and fun to, than downloading, say. When you actually have the record in your hand, you can read the liner notes, you can look at the photos. It's just a, uh, it's just cool. It, it sounds better, and it's it's uh, there's just something about that hands-on. A person's connection to records is not uncommon. Customer Piper Doring talks about what draws her to collecting. I think that's the cool thing about it actually because it is 2014 and a lot of people can just download music quickly online. So when you go into a record store, you really get more of an experience with it. So you walk in, there's the smell of the old used records, there's the posters up on the wall, and there's the people in the store too that you can watch searching for their own records. So 
all in all, it's an experience when you go in and you never know what you're going to find, so you're on a continual search to find your next record. So you can go in and thumb through all the records and you're usually surprised by what you find.